with 24-7 soul edifying content, this is Christocentric Station. Play in at Christocentric.com. Christocentric Station, the kingdom promoter. Hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord.
today welcome to christocentric kids catch them young for jesus where we share with you the best bible stories children's songs and much more stay tuned in for great content from auntie Efua, auntie mabel and the Fulton sisters we promise you a great show today so stick and enjoy remember to invite all your friends to tune in also remember to send what you have learned your birthday dedications and your shout outs Interact with us on our WhatsApp number 0551 Stay tuned for a great show today. I'm Arama and I just signed in.
happy today Yes, taken all my sins away And now I'm happy today I'm happy today I'm happy today With Jesus in my heart I'm happy today Yes, but we're happy all the time because we have Jesus. So let's all sing happy all the time. Come on. I'm in word out, word up, word down, word happy all the time. I'm in word out, word up, word down, word happy all the time. Since Jesus Christ came in and washed away my sins. I'm in word out, word up, word down, word happy all the time. Christocentric kids right here on the Christocentric station. Cut them young for Jesus! I've got joy down in my heart Deep, deep down in my heart J-O-Y Oh
down in my heart, deep, deep down in my heart. Hey kids, Auntie Essie here. I am so excited for you that you're listening to Christocentric Kids. You know why? Because it will help you to be that great person God created you to be. Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus.
is alive. First Samuel. In the Bible, there was a rich man named Nabal who was known for being rude. Nabal had a large flock of sheep and goats and a wife named Abigail. Unlike Nabal, Abigail was known for being sweet. Hi! Not far from where Nabal and Abigail lived, King David and his men were camping. David needed some supplies, so he gathered some of his men to send to Nabal's house. He told them to greet Nabal with kind words and Nabal should return their kindness. So the men went to Nabal, greeted him with nice words, and asked him for some supplies. But Nabal was nasty. Urgh, go away! He shouted insults at them and told them to leave. The men returned to David and told him the things that Nabal had said. David was furious. He told his men to grab their swords so they could get even with Nabal. Meanwhile, back at Nabal's farm, Abigail heard how poorly Nabal treated David's men. Oh, no! She knew her husband's bad attitude could mean trouble for them. So she gathered food and supplies and loaded them up on donkeys. David and his men stormed through the desert, ready to get revenge on Nabal. Suddenly, they saw someone approaching. It was Abigail. Abigail bowed down to King David and begged him not to hurt Nabal. She asked David to stop and think before he acted out of his anger. David took a deep breath and thanked God for sending Abigail to calm him down. David accepted Abigail's gift of supplies and went home instead of doing something he might regret later on. Hooray! Because Abigail asked him to think about forgiveness, David chose peace instead of anger. David was so mad at Nabal that he wanted to kill him. But Abigail talked to him nicely and helped him deal with his anger so he wouldn't sin. It's important for all of us to learn how to control our anger and to talk to God about how we're feeling and give ourselves a moment to cool down before we make any decisions. What do I do if I sin when I'm angry? God loves you no matter what. So just ask for forgiveness from Him and then apologize to people that you may have hurt. Hi, Finn. My name is Dot and this is Jake. We have a great verse we would like to share with you. Say it with us like this. Ephesians 4.26 When you are angry, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Anger is not a sin, but it's important to deal with your anger quickly so you can take care of it before you start to hate someone, get revenge, or try to start a fight. When Nabal treated David badly, David was so mad he wanted to kill Nabal. But Abigail used kind words to help David to deal with his anger. Because of her, David calmed down and made a good choice, instead of sinning. Everyone gets mad sometimes. Sometimes we ignore our anger, and sometimes we let it blow up. But we all need to learn to deal with it. A few of the best ways to control anger are giving yourself time to cool down and talking about what you're feeling to God and trusted friends or adults. And if you do sin when you're angry, 
don't worry. God still loves you. Apologize to God and to the person you hurt. And forgive yourself, too. Don't forget. If I'm angry and I want to fight, God can help me do what's right. Do you know how the world began? How God created it by hand From mighty mountains to the raging sea To every leaf on every single tree It's in the Holy Book Just open up and take a look It's a story a very sad day when the king of Babylon surrounded Jerusalem with his army. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. Attack! The king and his army stole things that belonged to God. Then they destroyed his temple. The king then ordered that the stolen things be taken back to Babylon, but that was not all he stole. Ashpenaz, take the brightest young men in Jerusalem. They must be very healthy and very smart, so they can work for me in my palace. Don't touch those. They're from the temple. They belong to God. Take everything back to our kingdom. So the holy cups and plates belonging to God and Jerusalem's finest young men were carried hundreds of miles away to Babylon. Among those taken were Daniel and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And even though Daniel and his three friends were hundreds of miles away from their home and the house of God, they stayed loyal to God. Are you studying hard? This is impossible. We'll never learn to read and write your language. God was with Daniel and his friends. Your language is very interesting, Your Majesty. Teach us more. God gave them more wisdom than the other young students, and they loved him for it. In time, the king saw how the boys were ten times smarter than all the wizards, magicians, and wise men in Babylon. 
And God gave Daniel something special, the ability to know and understand dreams. It was a good thing, too. King Nebuchadnezzar began having a strange dream. Arioch! A dream that kept him up night after night. Bring me my best magician, wizard and wise man. They must tell me what this dream means. Well, what are you waiting for? On my way, O oh king. Sleep, sleep. I've got to get my sleep. O oh king, live forever. What do you want to know? Ask any question. We have all the answers. Thank the gods. I have a most important question for you. Magician, wizard, and wise man. No, he's the wizard. He's the wise man. He's the magician, O king. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Do you want to know what is colder? Snow? Or a dog's nose? Or how to turn goat's milk into cloth? Or the number of giants living inside the earth? No, no, no. I have been having a very strange dream night after night. That's simple. Piece of cake. No problem. So tell me what it means. Okay, but tell us what your dream was. Then we'll tell you what it means. Oh, no. If you are so smart, first tell me what I dreamed, then tell me what it means. You want us to tell you what you already know? Then tell you what you don't know? But you'll know if we know what you already know? Yes, yes, yes. I knew you were smart. Are you kidding? No way. Forget it. Tell me what I dreamed right now, or, or I'll punish all of you. But no one on earth can do such a thing. Only the gods can tell you that. And they don't live on earth. That's it. Now I'm mad. I'll not only punish the three of you, but... But... Ariok! Get rid of all the wizards, magicians, and wise men in Babylon! Well, what are you waiting for? On my way, old king. Ariok went to Daniel's house. He told him about the king's order to punish every wise man in Babylon. Wait, Arioch, please, don't harm anyone tonight. Daniel, you're my friend. I'll wait, but only until tomorrow morning. Let's pray, my friends. God must help us understand the king's secret dream. No one should be harmed over this. Wake up, Daniel. I've come to explain the king's secret dream to you. Thank you, God. Oh, King, there's someone here to tell you what your dream means. Impossible. Who could be smarter than my wizard, magician, and wise man? One of the captives from Judah. You can tell me about my dream? No, not I. Is this some joke, Arioch? But God in heaven can explain all secret things. 
Oh, I know what your dream means. I know what your dream means. God has told me to pass the word about what I've seen and what I've heard. It's a simple message, sir, with a truly holy theme. Oh, I know what your dream means. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, believe me, it's my pleasure to come here to you and shed some light. I've been praying to God, and this may sound awfully odd, but I understand the dream you had last night. Saw a statue with a head of gold. He was bronze and iron with big clay toes, symbolizing kingdoms of this earth. The golden face that I saw shining means down here you're the number one king. I'm giving you the facts for all they're worth. Oh, I know what your dream means. Oh, I know what your dream means. God has told me to pass the word about what I've seen and what I heard. It's a simple message, sir, with a truly holy theme. Oh, I know what your dream is. Now the rock that rolled on down and brought the statue to the ground shows that earthly kingdoms soon will pass. Yeah, the interpretation is that out of all the nations, God's is the kingdom that will last. Oh, I know what your dream means. Oh, I know what your dream means. God has told me to pass the word about what I've seen and what I've heard. It's a simple message, sir, with a truly holy theme. Oh, I know what your dream means. Oh, I know what your dream means. Oh, I know what your dream means. God has told me to pass the word about what I've seen and what I heard. It's a simple message, sir, with a truly holy theme. Oh, I know what. Exactly right. You are smarter than all of my wizards, magicians, and wise men put together. Not me, sire. God told me this secret, not because I'm greater than anyone else, but so you can know what it means. But what does it mean? You're king for now, but neither you nor your kingdom will last forever. But God's kingdom will last forever. Your God is the God of gods. The king of all kings. Your God tells people things they can't possibly know. You deserve a reward. From this moment on, you will rule over Babylon for me, and be in charge of all my wise men. Oh, king, I beg you, do not punish them. Of course, anything you ask.、Uh, what was your name again? Daniel. If I am to rule, I need help. I have three wise friends. 
make Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego leaders of Babylon as well. It shall be done, Daniel. Many years passed, and after King Nebuchadnezzar left the throne, his son Belshazzar became king. Daniel stayed in Babylon, and every day, three times a day, he faced Jerusalem and prayed to God. After so many years, Daniel was completely forgotten by the new king, Belshazzar. One night, King Belshazzar had a big party. The foolish king used cups and plates stolen from the house of God. <laughs> Is everyone having fun? By drinking from the stolen cups, he dishonored God. He only believed in false gods made from gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. <laughs> well, let us thank the gods for this wonderful party! <laughs> Wise men, come here! Quickly! What does it say? Read it to me! Many, meany, tickle person? Many, meany, tickle person. Tell you what, anyone who can read those words uh, gets a gold chain! Eeny, meany, tickle Parsnip. Eeny, meeny, tackle, parsnip. Eeny, meeny, tackle, parsnip. How about this? A fine purple robe fit for a king. I'll even make you third highest ruler in my kingdom. Impossible. Infeasible. Inconceivable. Is there no one in my kingdom who can read these strange words? I know of someone, my son. Tell me, mother, who, who is it? In the days of your father, this man had wisdom like the gods. Call for Daniel. Are you Daniel? The one who believes in the god who created heaven and earth? Look, the gold chain, the purple robe, and third highest ruler in the kingdom. Everything is yours if you can read these words. King Belshazzar. Keep your gifts, or give them to someone else. Oh, then you can't read it either. But I can, and I will tell you what it says. Your father was so proud and stubborn he lost his kingdom. God rules over everything on earth, and he decides who will be king. You know all this, but you aren't sorry for the terrible things you've done.
Tonight, you used cups and plates stolen from his temple. You have dishonored God. God himself sent the hand that wrote these words. Mene, God has counted the days until your kingdom will end. Tikal, you are not good enough to be king any longer. Ufarsin, your kingdom will be given to some other people. Daniel, I know you speak the truth. King Belshazzar kept his promise and gave Daniel the purple robes and golden chain and made him the third highest ruler in the land. What Daniel said did come true that very night. Another ruler, King Darius, took over the kingdom. The new king picked three men to rule the kingdom. And since God had made Daniel very wise, Daniel was one of the three. Soon, King Darius saw how Daniel was better than the other two men, and he planned to make Daniel the one and only ruler of the land. That made the other two men very angry. The two mean wise men wanted to make Daniel look bad. But he always told the truth and was not lazy nor dishonest. We must make Daniel look bad. But how? He is just too good. I have an idea. Daniel really, really believes in his God. We will use that against him. It's me, God. Daniel. I was right. Daniel faces Jerusalem and prays to his God three times a day. This plan will work. I can't wait to tell the king. Hey, it's my plan. I'll tell the king. Not if I get to him first. Why, you... Theirs was a terrible plan, a plan to get rid of Daniel. Oh, King Darius, 
You have many enemies, and we know how to find them. For thirty days, let's have a holiday throughout the kingdom. For thirty days, no one can pray to any god or any human except to you. Hmm, I kind of like the sound of that. But here's the best part: if they don't pray to you, they must be your enemy. So we throw them into the, the lion's den. den. By the gods,、uh, I mean by me. I like it. A holiday for thirty days. Yes, a great holiday, a feast like no other. I must tell Daniel. It's a wonderful new law. Daniel heard about the new law, but he was still loyal to God. He's breaking the king's new law. My plan worked. Daniel is praying to his God. Let's throw him into the lion's den. Wait, it wasn't your plan. It was my plan. Was not. I'm much wiser than you. Oh, King Darius, we found someone who doesn't obey your new law. Unbelievable! Who is this terrible person? He is the Israelite Daniel. No, not him. He prays three times a day to his God, just as he did before you made the law. <laughs> Shall it be two lions or three? I can't hurt Daniel. He's a trusted adviser, and more importantly, my friend. But King Darius, as you know, the law says. No law given by the king can be changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. All right. <sighs> Take Daniel to the lion's den, my dear friend. What have I done? I'm sorry, Daniel. I don't want to do this. You have always been loyal to your God. Maybe he will save you from the lions. Don't worry, I won't be alone down there. So that no one would move the stone and let Daniel out of the den, King Darius sealed the opening with his royal seal. King Darius could not sleep that night. He was very worried about his friend. The next morning, King Darius ran to the lion's den. Oh, Daniel, has your God kept you safe? Open the lion's den. But there was nothing to fear. <laughs> You're up early, King Darius. Daniel was safe and sound. I can't believe my eyes. You're okay. When the lions attacked, 
God save me. He sent an angel to close their mouths. The lions didn't hurt me. Because God knew I hadn't done anything wrong. And I haven't done anything wrong to you, O king. Daniel, I'm so happy. And you call yourselves wise men? Take them away. That was a terrible plan. Don't look at me. It was your big idea. Was not. Was too. King Darius wrote a letter to everyone in the world. Peace and happiness to all. From now on, all of you will respect the God of Daniel. He is greater than any other God because he uses miracles to rescue and save people. Daniel continued working for King Darius and always stayed loyal to God. And God blessed him for the rest of his life. Welcome to PH Kids, short for Pure and Holy Kids. Yes, you are pure. Yes, you are holy. Welcome, Mommy. Welcome, Daddy. And today, we are going to continue with our lesson on a friendship with Jesus Christ. But I just want to quickly remind you of what we learned last week last week we asked the question can jesus see us and the answer was a big yes jesus can see us not only can he see us he knows our name yes and i told you that he had written your name inside of his palms so jesus will never forget you you are never alone today the question we are going to answer is this what are some things i can do with jesus and we are going to look at the very first thing we can do with jesus when you have a friend you do most with your friend you talk you chat with your friend you giggle, you tell your friend secrets, your friend tells you secrets as well, and you get closer and closer. So, in the same way, we can chat with Jesus. We can talk with Jesus, and this is what we call prayer. Prayer is having a chat with Jesus. When you're chatting with your friend, you talk. And then you wait and listen to your friend. That's exactly what we do. When we are chatting with Jesus, we tell him what's on our hearts. And he tells us what's on his heart as well. Okay. So, we are going to need two things to have an awesome chat with Jesus. The first thing we need is faith. Say faith. I'm going to explain to you what faith is. Faith is knowing and believing that Jesus is with you. That is what faith is. Yes. So before you even open your mouth to talk with Jesus, your heart and your mind must already know and believe that Jesus is there. That is faith. 
Apostle Paul in the Bible explained this in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Mommy and Daddy can help you look it up. Yes. So the first thing we need is faith. Jesus is our faith. So if you're wondering, hmm, how can I have faith? Knowing Jesus alone gives you faith. Knowing that Jesus is there, ready to answer you, gives you faith. Yes, that is faith. The second thing you would need to have an awesome chat with God, with Jesus, is a thankful heart. You have to have a thankful heart. You have to say thank you. The Bible says that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with praise. You have to tell Jesus, ever since we became friends, I've been so happy. I've felt so much joy in my heart. I always say this, joy like a river, joy like a river, joy like a river in my soul. Yes, that's how Jesus makes me feel. Other times I say, I have joy in my heart. Deep, deep down in my heart. Jesus gave to me. Yes, and no one can destroy it. I have joy in my heart. Deep, deep down in my heart. Yes. Jesus gave me that joy. And you also have joy in your heart. Okay. So now that we know the things we need to have a conversation with Jesus. Let's start. What do you want to talk about with Jesus? Mm, Maybe you want a new shoe. Maybe you want Jesus to help mommy. Maybe you want Jesus to help grandma, grandpa. Someone is sick. You can pray for them. And when you finish, just keep quiet. Jesus will speak to your heart. And whatever he tells you, believe it. Okay? I want to give you some clues of people you can pray for. But you can pray for anybody. I call this the three P's. The first P stands for parents. Pray for mommy. Pray for daddy. Tell Jesus to help them take care of you and your brothers and sisters. The second P, pray for your pastors, Sunday school teachers, or anybody that helps you understand the Bible. You can pray for me. You can pray for Auntie SNM. You can pray for Uncle Fee. You can pray for anybody that helps you understand the word of God. The third P stands for the president of the country you live in. It's good behavior to pray for our leaders. They are doing so well, but they need God's help. So pray for your first P, parents, second P, pastors, third P, president of your nation and all the leaders. Ah, isn't it wonderful that we can talk to Jesus? Yes, I want to give you homework. I want you to go and talk to Jesus this week. And next week, send a message to us telling us what Jesus told you. So yes, I will see you 
next week we're going to learn more about some of the fun things we can do as friends of jesus god bless you this is auntie mabel coming to you with ph kids see you next week bye bye Hello guys, I go by the name of Felix J. Prince and welcome to Kiss Church Online. I'm looking forward to spending time with you. So let's see what is going on today. All right guys, come on, join me for some worship. Let's jump up onto our feet and worship God.
Alright guys, so this week's theme is Jesus is everything that I need. So we're going to go through some Bible scriptures, but first I want to tell you why he's everything that I need. Because he satisfies me, he feeds me, he gives me opportunities when I need opportunities. And most of all, he is my heavenly father. So what we're going to do is going to go through the word and we're going to be reading today John 6 verse 35. So it goes a little something like this. Then Jesus said, I am the bread that gives life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never be thirsty. So guys, what does it mean when Jesus says he's the bread of life? Basically, it means that God is there with you everywhere you go. So he's with you at home, with you at school, with you with your friends, and everywhere you go. He is basically right beside you. So that is what God is. So guys, I've got some questions for you. So we've been learning that Jesus is everything that we need and he satisfies us. So how does that make you feel? And another question that I do have is that if you have anything that you need to be prayed for, ask your family or tell us and we can pray for you. And finally, how can you help someone like Jesus does? So come on guys, we're going to do one final thing and that is the most important thing and that is to pray. So Let's join hands if you've got people around you. If not, let's bring it in. So we're going to go a little something like this. So thank you, Jesus, that you are everything that I need. I thank you that you are my friend. I thank you that you help me in every aspect of my life. I thank you that you are the bread of life and that I never go thirsty when I look to you. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. guys it's memory verse time so we're going to be looking at the scripture we were reading before which is john 6 verse 35 so i've got my bible and my glasses and you've only got five seconds to find that verse so five four three two one ah so john 6 verse 35 says then jesus said i am the bread that gives life he who comes to me will never be hungry and that is our memory verse. Guys, it's the end of Kids Church, but only today's episode. It has been great to be with you. I go by the name of Felix J. Prince. I hope you have a great week and you do something fun. And until then, goodbye. It's Krista Sandrick Kids right here on the Krista Sandrick stage. Cut them young for Jesus! Hi everybody, I am Arama. I'm Erefa. We are the Fosun Sisters, Sisters and we love Krista Sandrick Kids. Welcome to our segment. We'll be starting our segment with the devotion from Everyday Doses of Rima. 
Today's devotion is entitled, Samuel's speech at the crowning of King Saul. Samuel spoke to all the people of Israel at the crowning of King Saul. He asked them whether he had wronged anyone as he served God from his childhood to being a grey-headed old man. The people replied that he hadn't taken anything from anyone. What a testimony to have. He reminded the people of God's goodness to them from Egypt to the promised land and how they had made God angry with their behavior. The people and their new king Saul were to obey the commands of God and serve him or else receive judgment and punishment. Samuel also promised to pray for the people. Do you pray for your friends even when they have hurt or annoyed you? It is good to pray often and also good to pray for other people like family and friends. In addition to your own request before God, when you know the needs of others, pray for them. Other people pray for you sometimes without you knowing. Don't turn your back on your friends just because they have offended you. Today's devotional key verse is 1 Samuel 12 verse 22. 1 Samuel 12 verse 22 For the Lord will not forsake his people. For the Lord will not forsake his people. For his great name's sake. For his great name's sake. Let's pray. I need... I need... A forgiving heart like yours, Lord. A forgiving heart like yours, Lord. Help me. Help me. To remember. To remember. To pray for others. To pray for others. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father, Lord, thank you for helping us to read your devotion today. Father, your devotion says you should pray for others. Let them forgive people who have wronged them. Don't let them pay evil for evil. Let us all forgive and move on. I pray for everyone. I pray for healing for those who are sick. I pray for retentive memory for those who are going to write exam. Father, please protect them. Guide and guard them. Protect their parents. Help everyone listening to listen more and let them be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Please close your eyes. Father, please, anybody that has done something to us, let us just... Forgive the person and move on, as your word says. Amen. What lesson did you learn today, Refua? I learned that we need to live the way Jesus lived. Jesus didn't pay evil for evil, so we too, we are not supposed to pay evil for evil. What about you, Irama? I learned that when the people of Israel were in Egypt, God led them to the promised land, but they kept on wronging him, but he still loved them and he still forgave them. So anytime someone offends us, we should still forgive the person and still love the person. You to my friend listening, what did you learn? Kindly share with us via WhatsApp on 0551 3 We are waiting. In the meantime, enjoy the song.
Kids, and I hope you are enjoying yourself. Now, let's share some poems with you. Erefwa, please take the first one. The title of my poem is Forgive. Forgive someone. Today, forgive. Turn from bitter to positive. End frustration, anger, pain. Wash the anguish from your brain. No need to reconcile or tell. Just feel better and get well. A brand new peaceful life to live. That's your gifts when you forgive. Poem by Joanna Fax. Over to you, Irama. The title of my poem is Jesus the Rock. You may be weak, but Jesus is strong. Build your life on the sure foundation of Jesus. For Jesus is the rock of faith, the rock of hope, and the rock of strength that you can depend on. In every situation, look to the Lord and he will take away your weaknesses, your doubts and fears. It is in the courage you get from his promises that you will find your strength, that you will find your faith. Then when the storms of life come, you will be standing on the sure foundation of Jesus, the rock. Hope you are blessed by this one. My name is Quincy Benjamin Nkwate Korte. The name of the school I attend is New Haven Montessori School. And I fellowship as the Victory Bible Church International. I am going to say two memory verses. John chapter 14 verse 15. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Amen. And John chapter 15 verse 14. You are my friend if you do what I command. Amen. Enjoy Christocentric kids. My name is Carol Danis Nkwate the school I attend is the New Haven Montessori School. I fellowship at Victory Bible Church International Akukumimli. John chapter 6 verse 69. A new commandment I gave you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Amen. Blessings. Glory and honor. Glory and honor to your name. Glory and honor to your name. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands to him in praise. For there is power in your name. Name is Jesus, 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 my Lord. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. 
above is we. Some poor in love of God is an awesome God. Welcome back. I hope you are enjoying the Fossil Sisters segment. Check out these Christian self-care tips. 1. Be in community. 2. Make time for God. 3. Be prayerful. 4. Forgive others. 5. Practice journaling. 6. Get rest. 7. Cultivate gratitude. 8. Nourish and exercise your body. 9. Stop controlling. 10. Choose joy. 11. Serve others. 12. Think lovely thoughts. 13. Sleep well. A quick recap. Be in community. Make time for God. Be prayerful. Forgive others. Practice journaling. Get rest. Cultivate gratitude. Nourish and exercise your body. Stop controlling. Choose joy. Serve others. Think lovely thoughts. And sleep well. Hope you got it. Enjoy the song. We will be right back. Hey, good to be back. Let's give you some shout outs. Hello, Samantha. Hello, Kiki. Hello, Isabel. Hello, Teofania. Hello, Madame Rita. Hello, Pastor. Hello to everyone listening to us. Shout out to mine, Zelma, Nanaya, Hacklin, Valikem, Nancy, Kiki, Phoebe, Angel. Catch you same time next week. It's a bye from Mirama. Please stay with us on Christmas Century Kids and be blessed. Christocentric kids right here on the Christocentric stage. Cut them young for Jesus! Welcome to Just Bible Verses. Here are the top 31 Bible verses for kids. Matthew 28 20. I am with you always. Ephesians 4 32. Be kind to one another. 1 John 3 23. Love one another. Psalm 145.9 The Lord is good to all. Genesis 16.13 You are the God who sees. Psalm 56.3 When I am afraid, I will trust in you. 1 John 4.19 We love because he first loved us. Matthew 22:39 You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Numbers 6:24 The Lord bless you and keep you. Proverbs 35 Every word of God proves true. Matthew 5:14 You are the light of the world. Proverbs 3:5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Colossians 3.20 Children, obey your parents in all things. 
Psalm 156 Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalm 138-1 I will praise thee with my whole heart. Luke 6:31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Colossians 3:16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. 1 John 5:3. This is love for God, to obey his commands. Colossians 3:2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Philippians 4.13 I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Acts 16.31 Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Philippians 4.4 Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Philippians 4.13 I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Ephesians 6:1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Psalm 139:14. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. James 1:17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Hebrews 13:8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Romans 10:13 Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 3:23 All people have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Psalm 119:105 your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Psalm 118:24. This is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 47 verse 1. Come everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise. Hip hip hooray for God! Clap your hands, shout! Jump up and down because God is awesome. Faith for the whole family. Food for your spirit. Christocentric station. Master, speak thy servant's spirit, waiting for thy gracious word. Longing for thy words that cheareth, Master, let it now be heard. I am listening, Lord, for thee. What hast thou to say to me? Hello. Somebody there. Good morning. Wake up. It's a new day. This is Antifa. Wake up. Let's do our morning devotion together. Stretch, stretch, and stretch. 
So now let's go. I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. I am a soldier in the army. I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. I am a soldier in the army. And if a soldier falls down, hey, in the army of the Lord, he will rise again in the army. Well done, well done, well done, well done. Well done. Now we are awake. Take your Bible, take your notebook, your pen or pencil. Let's study together. Close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for watching over us in the night as we slept. Help us, Lord, as we have woken up. We are grateful. Help us to study your word. And Lord, let us understand and practice it to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, take your Bible and say with me, This is my Bible. It is the word of God. It is food for my soul. I must read it every day, know it very well, and practice it so that I will grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well done, well done. I have a wonderful treasure, a gift from God without measure. And so we travel together, my Bible and I. Good. So make this life with our Bible. We are still learning faith. Our memory verse today, Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who seek him. Hebrews 11 verse 6. If you are 6 years and under, learn the first two lines. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's good for you. Then, 6 years and over, please, we are learning everything. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who seek him. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Amen. Write that in your notebook and memorize it. It's very good to remember that God says that we can't please him without faith. Okay. So if you are praying and you have no faith, it is not very useful. Good. We learned that faith is to be sure of what we hope for, to be certain of things we cannot see. We haven't seen God before, but because we have faith, we believe that God is there. And we believe that his promises are true and they will come true in our lives. Yes, we have faith. So far, we have learned that all those who followed Jesus with faith were rewarded. They received miracles. Impossible situations became possible because they believed. Remember Lazarus, a dead man coming to life. Hey, And then the woman with the incurable disease. What every doctor couldn't solve. He said, she said, if I touch his clothes, I will get well. And that was great faith. Today, we want to learn a story from Luke chapter 7, 1 to 10. That is very short. Please try and read. If you can't read, ask mommy or daddy to read it for you. Read it after I've left, okay? Jesus was going about preaching and working miracles. And there was this soldier, a very senior officer. He had so many soldiers under him. He was a very powerful man. But he had this very faithful servant, a servant he loved so much, who was sick. And he was so troubled that his servant was about to die. Children, all of us, when we are sick, our parents get sad. 
and it does harden God's heart that we get sick. That is why he always looks out that we call on him and he will heal us. He heard about Jesus and he sent his servants to go and tell Jesus to come to his house to heal his servants who was sick. So they went and begged Jesus as, oh Jesus, please, as for this soldier, he is so good to us. He does a lot of good in the community. He even built us our church building with his own money. Please come with us. Jesus agreed to go to this soldier's house. This soldier, the Bible didn't mention his name, but he says he was a very senior officer. And as Jesus was just about getting to the man's house, the man sent other servants to go and tell him that, ah, Jesus, you are coming to my house. Please, I am not worthy to receive you. I know you, me, I am a soldier. When I say this, they do it. When I say that, they do it. Just say a word and I know my servant will be healed. Don't even bother yourself to come. That is why I did not come to you. Because I even think I am not worthy enough. I am not good enough. I am not sinless enough to come to you. You are so holy. So please, you have so much power. Just say anything. Say it from where you are. And I know my servant will be well. Wow! is great faith that is what jesus said look at that i haven't seen any of this faith in israel that this man knows that even if i step i stand here and speak over his servant it will be well and really that is just what happened jesus didn't need to go to the man's house because the man already had faith and the man believed that if jesus speaks his servant will get well so when the servants got back to the house the sick servant was well. Amazing. My friends, let's believe the word of God. Let's believe the promises of God. God says that we should call upon him in the times of trouble. He will deliver us. He will heal us. So anytime you have any challenges, anytime you have any difficulties, anytime you are afraid of something, believe that God can take you out of it and pray and ask him. Don't just sit there and say that mm, everything will be well. No, submit it to God and have faith that even though I don't see it, I believe that God can do it for me and your faith will work for you. All the time when you are sick, tell mommy, mommy, pray for me. I am sure I will get well. And then you will get well. Okay, good. Just as our memory verse says that we should believe that God exists and he will reward us if we walk in faith with him. We close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, help us to grow in our faith that as we pray to you, Lord, we have faith that you will do it for us. And because of your word, we believe that anywhere we are, Lord, you hear us. Thank you so much. Continue to bless us with your Holy Spirit. Let us feel your presence around us all the time. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for having your Bible study with me today. God bless you. Oh, Amma, thank you so much for that beautiful drawing. It was amazing. And I know some people are still drawing. They are still drawing. So please. Kindly send them to me. I want to see it. It encourages me so much to see you following the study and drawing out for me. God bless you. I love you all. Bye-bye. Master, speak thy servant here waiting for thy gracious word. Longing for thine weather cheered, Master, let it now be here. I am listening.
hast thou to say to me? Welcome to Christocentric Kids. Say, cut them young for Jesus. Cheers. and girls, welcome to church. This week we continue our teaching on the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are a set of rules that God gave his people Israel after he rescued them from slavery in the land of Egypt and they escaped through the Red Sea. God gave the Israelites ten simple rules known as the Ten Commandments that taught them the difference between right and wrong. These rules are the foundation for living a good life and can be found in Exodus chapter 20 from verse 1 to 21. Today, we move on to the rule number three. But first, let us pray. Eyes closed and head bowed. In Jesus' name, Amen. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing us here in one piece. Lord, we pray that you would minister to us so that we will also minister to our friends and family. We pray that everything we learn today will sit well in our spirits and we will be doers of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus a shout we will be singing about the love of Christ this morning just put your hands together this way come on hey all right let's go your love so wonderful your love so wonderful so Found me. 
hey, it never runs out on me. That's the kind of love that has found me, and it is so high, I can't get over it. So low, I can't get on the rain. So wide, I can't get around it. Jesus, you give me wonderful love. So wide, I can't get around it. Jesus, hey, I give me wonderful love. So wide, I can't get around it. Jesus, you give me, you give me one more time. It's so wide, I can't get around it. Jesus, you give me, you give me wonderful love. Hallelujah. Come on, clap, 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 clap. Now others shout. Woo! Jesus, you love me too much. Oh, too much. Oh. Too much to excess love. Oh, Jesus, you love me too much. Oh, too much. Too much to excess love. I want to hear you sing it loud. Jesus, Jesus, you love me too much. Oh,
Jesus. Come on. Put those hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Rules, rules, rules. Everywhere you turn, there are rules. Board games have rules. Video games have rules. Playgrounds have rules. There are classroom rules, traffic rules, rules on the school bus, COVID rules. Your country also has rules and parents have rules. Parents probably have the most rules of anybody. And they are constantly making new ones. Everything from make your own bed in the morning to no eating in the car to no TV on school nights. Oh. All these rules have different purposes. Classroom rules keep order in the class so everyone can learn. Traffic rules help to keep order on the roads and avoid accidents. Playground rules help to ensure everyone plays fair and safe. Guess what? God also has rules. God gave his people 10 rules that will help them know the difference between right and wrong. Last week, we learned rule number two, which says no idols. We learned that an idol is an image that is worshipped as a god. We saw how Aaron had made a golden calf for the people from their gold earrings and this made God so angry at the people that he wanted to destroy them. God later forgave the people for worshipping the golden calf after Moses pleaded with God to remember his promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. We learned that keeping God first means we need to keep our eyes on him at all times and spend time with him daily. We need to focus on God so we do not get distracted by shiny false gods. We must keep our eyes on the one true God and worship him only. God wants to be the most important person or thing in our lives. He does not want other things to take his place. Not money, food, TV, cars, games, man-made images, or fellow human beings. Don't let anything come between you and God. Make him first and refuse to bow down to idols. If you would like to catch the other lessons in this series, please check our YouTube page at Elevation NG and search for seeds. You will be glad you did. Our verse of the month is from the book of Psalms chapter 19, verse 7. And it says, The law of the Lord is perfect. It gives us new strength. The laws of the Lord can be trusted. They make childish people wise. This simply means that the commandments, rules or instructions that God gives us are cool, super, awesome. They are the very best. We can trust whatever instruction God gives us because the rules make childish people wise and gives new strength. Now let's say this memory verse together one more time. Psalms chapter 19 verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. It gives new strength. 
the laws of God can be trusted. They make childish people wise. How many kids here today enjoy being called names? Who likes when someone makes fun of you on the playground? Calling you names or turning your name into something hurtful? Has anyone ever made fun of your first or last name? Raise your hand if that's happened to you. Now, keep your hand up if you thought it was funny. <sighs> no, it wasn't funny. One bit. It's not very funny when people make fun of us, is it? It's not funny when people call us names. It's hurtful. And it doesn't make us feel good. Sadly, people do this to God every day without even thinking about it. They use God's name not to make fun of him, but to curse. <gasps> mm. They use the name of God and Jesus without even thinking about it to express frustration, anger, annoyance, disbelief, all sorts of emotions. They toss it out thoughtlessly as if God wasn't even listening. God is always listening. And God does not like to have his name disrespected. God told us specifically in his word that his name is special and we should not misuse God's name. God knows we are sinful and he knows that it's our nature to say things in anger and spite, including his name. Respecting God's name means we need to think about our words before we say them. Thinking about what we want to say before we say it requires more than just not saying the name of God in vain. It means we are thoughtful about every word we say. That's not an easy task. The book of James tells us that taming our tongue or controlling our tongues is one of the hardest things we will ever do. But it's absolutely needed if we want to be children of God who honor God with our words. James wrote some very interesting things to all children of God in James chapter 3, verse 3 to 12. He said that our tongue is a small part of the body, but it carries great power. The tongue is like a small fire that can set a whole forest on fire. People have been able to overpower every kind of wild animal, bird, reptile, and fish. And they have tamed or controlled them just like we see in a circus. But no one has been able to control or discipline the tongue. It is wild and evil. We use our tongues to praise God our Father one minute and then turn around and curse a person who was made in his very image the next minute. Boys and girls, this should never be. Have you ever thought about your tongue like a fire or a wild animal? That's some strong words about the part of our body that uses strong words. 
But James's description makes sense. People who use God's name in vain don't even think twice. Their tongues are restless, untamed. How often do we speak quickly and without thinking, using hurtful words instead of being kind? Our tongues are small, but like the rudder of a giant cruise ship, they can turn our whole selves in the wrong direction. If we cannot control or discipline our tongues, we will always get in trouble at home, at school, and even on the playing field. God wants us to control our tongues so we will be respectful of His name. He wants us to control them so that we will only speak in kindness. He wants us to discipline our tongues so that we will spread good and not evil. The third commandment is about much more than using God's name in vain. It's about learning to use our words in the right way. I would love to give you a quick and easy solution to controlling your tongue. But if I had a solution like that, I wouldn't struggle with my own words like I do. Controlling the tongue is a constant challenge for every child of God, no matter what your age. And it only gets harder as you grow older. If you think you have trouble containing your tongue now, wait until you are working at the counter of a restaurant with angry customers or driving your car in traffic or trying to shop at Christmas time. The good news for you kids is that the sooner you start controlling your tongue, the easier it will be to keep them disciplined when you grow older. Taming or controlling the tongue means we have to train ourselves to stop and think before we speak. We don't simply react and blow up when we get angry. We consider our words before we say anything. We pause before we speak. We think, we pray, we choose our words carefully, then we speak. A word carelessly spoken is like an egg that is dropped and broken. Yes, the person who dropped the egg is sorry, but that apology cannot make the egg whole again. That act cannot be undone. Our words are like the broken egg. It is better to have kept the egg safe and avoid dropping it in the first place. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Let's say that together. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I need you to remember this always. Now, let's say it one last time, everyone. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. The tongue doesn't want to pause and think. When we are provoked, we want to respond immediately. We want to lash out and attack. That's not God's way. If we ask for God's help, His Holy Spirit would teach us to slow down and think before we react. The more we can contain our tongue, 
the more we will honor God with our speech. We won't call people names. We won't shout back in anger. We won't gossip and we won't curse. We will become good witnesses for God because the words we choose will only bring glory to Him. We will speak in kindness. We will show patience and respect. We will show other people that the tongue can be contained and used only for good. Taming or controlling the tongue isn't easy, but God will help us if we ask. So let us pray and ask God for help. Eyes closed, head bowed. Dear God, thank you for teaching us to respect your name and to control our tongue. This week, we give all our words to you. Please show us how we can use our words for good and not evil. Remove all unclean words from our mouths. Help us to keep your name holy and use our words to honor you always. In Jesus' name, Amen. The Ten Commandments or Rules say we are to keep God's name holy. We should not use it in an inappropriate manner. That means we should never use God's name as a swear word. If we really want to honor God with our mouths, we'll go even further, eliminating all unclean words from our lips. We will use our words to praise God and lift other people up instead of tearing them down. God's name is holy and we should not use it in a negative or improper way. We need to watch our tongues and make sure that we always bring glory to God. Let's keep God's name holy. Let's use our words for good and not evil. Let's discipline our tongue so we can spread God's love to other people. Let's give our words to God this week. Let's ask him to help us to pause and think before we speak. God will help us to eliminate cursing and bad words from our lips and use only words that encourage. God will help us to not only honor his name, but share his love through the words spoken by our restless tongues. Remember, pause, think, then speak. Let's say it together. Pause, think, speak. One more time. Pause, think, speak. Now we know. Rule number one, no other gods. Rule number two, no 
idols. Rule number three, respect God's name. I hope you had a wonderful time in God's presence. I'll see you next Sunday. Bye for now. Here's the pop quiz for the week. What does the third commandment say? It says to respect God's name. What part of the body did we speak about today? The tongue. What happens if we cannot control or discipline our tongues? We will always get in trouble. Why does God want us to control our tongues? So that we will be respectful of his name. James said that our tongue is a big part of the body, but it carries very little power. True or false? False. Our tongue is a small part of the body, but it carries great power. What does rule number one say? Rule number one says, no other gods. What do you do if you don't have anything nice to say? You don't say anything at all. What does it mean to control our tongues? It means to train ourselves to stop and think before we speak. The tongue is like a small fire that can burn down a whole forest, true or false. True. Where is our memory verse taken from? Our memory verse is from Psalms chapter 19, verse 7. Faith for the whole family, food for your spirit. Christocentric station. Kids, Auntie Essie here. 
I am so excited for you that you're listening to Christocentric Kids. You know why? Because it will help you to be that great person God created you to be. Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. The Holy Tales Hello, children. Look what I have for you. Whoopee! Hi! We get the smaller pieces, Freckles. Now, all of you put back the slices on the plate. Let me tell you a story, and then you can eat the pie. No! Why? But I'm hungry! Come on, Gumbo! Don't be so greedy! First, let me tell you the story. Once, there lived a little girl named Jess. She had a younger brother called William. They used to go to the same school. One day, after coming back home from school, they were very hungry. They wanted to eat something. That morning, their mother had baked a cake. They opened the refrigerator and saw there was just enough left for each one of them to have a slice. William slurped, seeing the piece of cake. He said, Let's have the cake with some milk. I'll slice the cake while you go get us two glasses of milk. Jess happily went to the kitchen to get two glasses of milk for them. William began to slice the cake, but the slices were not equal in size. One was much larger than the other. By now, Jess had come to the table with two glasses of milk. William brought the cake and placed a small slice in front of Jess, and he himself took the larger piece. What have you done? You gave me the small slice of the cake and kept the bigger one for yourself? That is so mean! I would have never given you the smaller piece. Instead, I would have taken the smaller piece and given the large piece to you. No! You would have never done that! Of course I would have. I would have thought about you first. William felt bad. He knew he was being selfish. Jess was hungry too, like him. I am sorry, Jess. Here, take some more from me. William cut a piece from his own slice of cake and gave it to Jess. Jess hugged William. They both laughed and began eating their cakes and drank up the milk. So, the moral of the story is that God is good and if He gives us more than what we need, we should share it with those who do not have much. We should never be greedy and keep everything for ourselves. All right. I'm sorry for taking away the larger slice first. That's okay. I'll break some from your slice and give it to Tubby and Freckles so that all three of you get equal amounts of pie. Yes, Holy. Please do that.
Yum! That was delicious! This is Christocentric Kids right here on the Christocentric station. Cadnam Young for Jesus! That's all we have for you today, kids. Trust you enjoyed today's show. What was it about the show that you enjoyed the most? Your favorite part? Was it the songs? Uh, or it was the Bible stories? Uh, I know what you enjoyed most. It must be Auntie Mabel's PH Kids. Or was it Auntie Fwes? Oh, I just heard somebody say oh, they really liked that story at the end. Well, whatever it was that was your favorite part, I trust you learned an important lesson today. Would you like to share it with me? I'd really like to hear your lesson from today's program. Or if you have memory verses, your favorite you'd like to share with Auntie S.A., she'd be very happy to hear you share it with her. So how about you let mommy or daddy record you reciting your favorite memory verse or your lesson from this week's program. And I promise we will play it on air next week for everybody to hear. So you make sure you send it in early enough in the week so that we can share it. Okay. And do remember to invite your friends next week. Please do not listen alone. As I leave you, do remember that God made you great. So make sure you do your best in everything that you do. See you again same time next week from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Christocentric kids, we're catching them young for Jesus. Hooray! Bye-bye! Let me see your victory signs up like this. Come on. Hey!
my name <laughs> I am victorious, victory is my name And one ever more I am victorious, victory is my name Can everybody say
Give him all the glory. Glory.